circulation, and bone density. You'll also experience an increase in metabolism to give you energy, endorphins that will make you feel like a million bucks, and serotonin that will make you walk with your head held high and put a big smile on your face, all in just 10 to 20 minutes a day. To learn more and order your Vibe Trainer Pro, go to advancedhealthworks.com. That's advancedhealthworks.com. Are you looking for the best women's products all in one convenient place? Everything from today's hottest beauty products or that perfect pair of fitting jeans. All in one easy-to-use website. Check out our special promotions and deals. Check out your new hotspot for online shopping. www.onlineshoppingfever.com Get your new favorite finds today. Glastic Water Bottle, a shatterproof glass water bottle. It's great for any liquid because everything tastes best in glass. A leak-proof lid you can close and toss on the couch without worry. Chances are it won't ever break, but if it does, no worries. The glass is safely contained inside a protective outer shell so you won't have a dangerous mess to clean up. You can safely remove the broken glass and get replacements. Go to GlasticWaterBottle.com to get your very own Glastic Bottle today. That's GlasticWaterBottle.com. G-L-A-S-S-T-I-C WaterBottle.com. What are you waiting for? Are you or someone you know a pet lover? Would you love a custom, high-quality, and affordable hand-painted pet portrait? Artist John R. Havrila is unbelievably talented. His paintings are so lifelike, and they need to be seen. Each custom painting comes complete with handmade frame and is ready to hang on your wall. He can combine current and past pets in one portrait, all from your photos. No deposit required, no extra charge for additional pets, and gift cards are available. What are you waiting for? Log on now to order your perfect gift. www.doggiepaintings.com We all can get beaten down by life circumstances and become content with mediocrity or even delve down into the pits of depression. We slip into a numb world that becomes our couch. What if instead we could be inspired to finding true happiness by being actively involved on our life's trail? CouchToTrail.com will inspire you to do just that as you follow one man's journey from couch to trail. Please visit CouchToTrail.com to follow along, show support, donate funds, and be inspired. That website again is Couch, C-O-U-C-H, the number two, trail, T-R-A-I-L, dot com. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. A New Jersey police officer has been accused of shooting a gun at his own police vehicle and then communicating by police radio that he had been fired upon. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wasn't this an episode of The Andy Griffith Show? You know, when Barney Fife accidentally shot that one bullet that he usually keeps in his pocket. Sanitation workers have returned an heirloom diamond and sapphire ring to a San Francisco Bay Area family whose three-year-old son flushed it down the toilet. After several attempts, Union Sanitary District crews found the ring last week, about a month and a half after it disappeared from Munazar and Mavish Topple's home in Union City. Wastewater Collection Supervisor Sean uh, Nesgis said the ring traveled about a third of a mile. 
crews flushed the sewer lines and discovered the ring after vacuuming up debris. Vesgus equated the discovery to finding a needle in a haystack. The topples say the ring's return was a miracle. Munazar Topple estimates the ring has been in his family for 60 years. Now, okay, I know it's an expensive diamond ring, but after soaking in sewer juices for six weeks, I don't think any amount of cleaning would make that wearable for me anymore. A New Hampshire man says he was working in his garage when a groundhog he'd seen in his backyard charged at him. Gary McGrath of Hampton said the groundhog got loose, so he pushed him back with his foot. But the animal returned. McGrath said he gave him a harder kick and closed the garage door. But the groundhog sneaked through another opening, and McGrath ended up running to the front door. His wife called an animal control officer who got back into his truck for a short time when confronted by the groundhog. The animal was later put down in the yard. It'll be tested for rabies. I mean, how can you really, uh, how can you not expect the groundhogs to be ticked off? Especially after all of the pressure we put on them every February 2nd. A Canadian businessman who signed up for in-flight Wi-Fi on a London to Singapore flight says he checked a few emails and then fell asleep. He awoke to find that Singapore Airlines had charged him nearly $1,200 for the Wi-Fi access. But, you know, it all worked out because one of those emails was from a Nigerian prince promising him millions of dollars. A bill has been introduced in Utah to bring back firing squads. The reason? Mercy. With firing squads, death happens instantly to the condemned inmate. The move comes following news of lethal injections not working correctly or quickly enough. You know what else would kill somebody even more instantly? The guillotine. Come on, people, who's with me, huh? Bad news, your Christmas lights might be a fire hazard. A random check by the European Safety Commission revealed that 30% of Christmas tree lighting sets were so poorly constructed they could give out an electric shock or cause a fire. Many of the lights failed several of 20 different regulations on wiring, insulation, plugs, and other issues. Half of the lights tested were made in, of course, China. A small portion of home fires are caused by faulty wiring and other electrical problems, but a tenth of those fires happen in the run-up to Christmas. So, this year, for safety's sake, revert back to using lit candles on your tree. Some New York City phone booths are now being converted into Wi-Fi hotspots. The rest of them will continue to serve as urinals. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marler. You can find out more about a brand new TV show that I'm working on called Rock in a Hard Place. In fact, it's filming right now in the Chicago area. It stars Jim Brewer from Saturday Night Live, Eddie Steeples from My Name is Earl, Diane Sellers from Rules of Engagement, uh, John Schlitt, the lead singer of Head East and Petra, and I'm in it too. Well, you know, I am the creator, so of course I'm going to write myself a role. Anyway, you can get more details about it at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. That's also where you can download the free Daily Dose of Weird News app, DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Calling all dreamers. Dreamers, come and get You ready? Come and get it. You want it? Come and get it right here. 
That's the name of a girl. Cheryl, baby, can I be your ex? Which means I could be your next lover, baby. I want you to touch me, baby. Come on, baby, will you be my girlfriend? Say yes. And then break up with me real quick so and say no. And then, baby, so we mean you can do the wild thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> girl, girl, I love you, baby. You my girl. But I got to break up with you because you know you rock my world, baby. I want to touch you. I want to feel you, baby. Come and get me. Come and caress me. I am yours, girl. Yeah. Why are you playing, Jay? Oh, yeah, Cheryl. Take that with you, Cheryl, and be blessed, my love. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> See what you've been missing? The Jay Round Show, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on BTR Radio. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, Inspiration on Tap. Rusty explores topics related to mind, body, and soul. For more information, go to her site at RustyMcDonald.com. <laughs> not McDonald like the farmer, or certainly not like the fast food, but more fulfilling than a Happy Meal. Living and Thriving with Rusty, inspiration on tap. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, life coach, radio talk show host, single mom, and blogger. want a place to talk about the things that you thought about but were afraid to talk about join us every friday night at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock let's just talk radio with your host juan g and emily you know i've been waiting for about 30 seconds to say my name i don't know why you dragged it out so far but I'm so happy just to be just to have this opportunity to well, be able we to talk. Well, we talk about life. Because, you know, this is Let's Just Talk Radio. Relationships. But I never get a chance to talk. I, have you Love. realized that? I just realized that. Let's just talk. But I never get a chance to talk. Let's just talk radio. <laughs> Join us every Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's just talk. This is your girl, Kawana Jackson, and I'm rocking with Katherine Waddell on This Needs to Be Said.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We're getting ready for Dr. Willahan in just a little while. But as I promised, we're going to go over some of the questions that we will ask her today. So let's get to my list and let's see out of the 10 questions we have here. Let's see. Now, this one has probably come up before, but we're going to see what she says. My lover constantly criticizes themselves about their appearance and their performance. I'm tired of it, and it is really a turn-off help. So I wonder what she'll say about that, because I think it's a challenge to try to convince somebody that they're good enough for you if they're feeling inadequate within themselves, and that could make sex tough, because you just you really want to be with your partner, you really want to be with them, but they keep criticizing their performance or their size or their shape or their whatever. Whatever it is they think that they're not delivering, that you're saying you're okay with, they think that you're lying to them, and I don't know how you overcome that barrier. With Dr. Willahan, I'm sure she's encountered this question uh, numerous times in her practice, so maybe she'll be able to give us some some tips today that will get us headed off in the right direction. Let's see. Now, this one, would, somebody's going to think this one's me, but it's okay. All right. I am a single woman and would really be content with a consistent sexual relationship. But there is a stigma about women doing that and living that way. How do I boost my confidence to not give a damn and live the way I want to? I want to? Wow. 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 A single woman wants to know. She, she just wants to be single, but she definitely wants to get touched up. That's a great question. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back, and we're going to see what Dr. Willahan says about that question. But if you have any comments, or you want to um, add anything to it, I'm going to post that up on the fan page. I'd like for you to join me out there for a conversation. Let me know what you think about single women. I guess that's kind of like the sex in the city thing, right? But some of those were trying to be in relationships, but there was one that wasn't too interested. She just wanted to have a good time, which sounds like that person is saying that that's what they want to do. So join me at the TNTBS Talk Show fan page and let me know your thoughts about that. Today's word of hope comes from John 10, verses 7, 9, and 10. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in, uh, and uh, have it the full. John 10, verses 7, 9, and 10. See, Jesus came to the world to give us life. He didn't come to bring us rules or judgment or fear or work. Jesus came to give us life, life in its fullest form. Now, while we know that this is promised to us when we go to be with him for all eternity, John wants us to clearly hear that Jesus promised to give us life. It begins right now, not just life later, but also life now. This is what God says to you today. Make me the focal point of your search for security. In your private thoughts, you are still trying to order your world so that it is predictable and feels safe. Not only is this an impossible goal, but it is also counterproductive to spiritual growth. When your private world feels unsteady and you grip my hand for support, you are living in conscious dependence on me. Instead of yearning for a problem-free life, 
Rejoice that trouble can highlight your awareness of my presence. In the darkness of adversity, you are able to see more clearly the radiance of my face. Accept the value of my problems in this life, considering them pure joy. Remember that you have an eternity of trouble-free living awaiting you in heaven. Oh, no, that was different. Okay. Well, thank you, Darren Marler, for that word of encouragement for today. Cool, 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 cool. Listen, we're getting ready for Dr. Willahan in just a moment. And I posted a question on the fan page, on the TNTBS talk show fan page, asking that question that the single woman submitted. Now, let me give you another question before we take that break, because I know you all are wanting to know what is on this list. And just get your mind thinking about it. Here, let's see. I have been in a committed relationship with a gentleman who has some physical limitations. Although he can still perform sexually, he encounters some pain. With that being said, I am not getting satisfied sexually, and it is beginning to be a problem. I am not one to go outside of the relationship, but I will leave altogether. It is not what I want to do, but I will get satisfied if nothing changes. But I, Oh, wow, so they're, they're thinking about leaving. Oh, this is a funny one. Why do men always say that they have not had sex in a month when it's only been a few days or a week. I'm sure some of you guys can help us with that. Let's take a short break as we get ready for Dr. Willahan to join the conversation in just a moment to answer these questions and give her take on them.
want to compose you. Write you into my sheets like Gershwin. Craft midnight music with my fingertips. Then place lyrics on your skin with my lips. Intro insatiable. 16 kiss verse. Hooked on your exhale. 16 stroke verse 2. Anticipation bridges one minute to the next. 16 stroke verse again. Orgasmic outro. Classical. You are my Rhapsody in Blue. my door. Make my heart financially secure. I'm tired of paying for past mistakes. You are my winning lottery number. I buy scratch cards and dig through the wall you put over your heart with this hopeless pity. It has a hole where the wish of you has eaten through. Seems pointless, but it's all I have left of you. You are my job interview. I want to work for our love and hope that I've answered all your questions. I know this position comes with benefits. I want to retire in your arms. You are my dust. You are a light fading over a distant horizon, leaving me in darkness. Night is your fear of taking this leap of faith with me. I'll be waiting for dawn. So why are you so hesitant? I mean, come on over here, sit down. I mean, I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Get in late. Why you got to be here beside me?
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. I have read some of the questions off to you to get the wheels turning. We have had, like I said, all of the questions that we get are real. All of these things are submitted by people. And over the course of a month, the things that people share with me, so you're going to get the opportunity to not only hear the question or the situation, but you're going to get to hear the doctor's response about it. And it's amazing how many things affect sex. Dr. Willihan, are you ready? I am ready. These are fantastic questions. I'm, I was just floored. Um, yep. It's just some things I'm thinking, wow, you know, because it doesn't apply directly to me. So I'm like, well, logically thinking, all you have to do is, you know, but I'm, I'm Yeah, but these things I hear which, all the time, all the time in the office. Go. These are really common, common, everyday, help me work through my relationship questions. Wow, wow. So let's just get started. Let's begin. Okay. Should we just start from the top? Start from the top. All right. So um, the first question is really more of a functional question, and it says, does Kegeling uh, help with hemorrhoids? So for our guy partners out there, uh, Kegeling is where girls uh, contract their pelvic muscles, uh, and, um, and guys can do them too, by the way. These are guy exercises as well. Uh, but really important for girls. And when we do so, we strengthen the the floor of the pelvis and help uh, maintain urinary continence so we don't leak urine, after, especially after having babies. So the question was, does it help with hemorrhoids? So hemorrhoids are really just varicose veins of the butt. So inside the butthole are a, a series of, of linear uh, uh, veins in lines all the way around the opening of the butt. So there's a, just a whole bunch of strands of veins. And when they get irritated, they can prolapse or drop through uh, the tight muscle and stick out on the outside like little grapes or little little bumps. Uh, of course, they're covered by skin because we have skin down there. And that's what a hemorrhoid is. So a hemorrhoid is really just a varicose vein of the butt. So sometimes it can get a, a, a clot in it and be really painful. And sometimes they're just ugly and sometimes they're just out and just you know, just feeling irritated. But most of the time they happen because of irritation, uh, having uh, bowel issues like IBS or, 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 or just diarrhea if you had a food poisoning or something. Uh, so Kegeling really doesn't help too much with hemorrhoids. Um, it's, and, and you usually relieve the hemorrhoids with some kind of combination of steroid cream, like Preparation H, to shrink the swollen hemorrhoids. And um, a lot of these new drugs have numbing medicine in it, like a lidocaine, to, to make them feel better. Because then f- people are afraid to poop because they don't want to aggravate the hemorrhoids. So, um, mm-hmm. so Kegeling isn't really helpful. It's more, more likely to use like a hydrocortisone and, a, and some kind of combination mixture with um, um, a numbing medicine to make it feel better. Okay. And a hot bath. Sometimes a hot bath, too. All right. All so right. let's get into sex. Okay, so um, of course. <laughs> what are your thoughts about sex being a stress reliever? Absolutely, especially for men. So one of my slides is, while for men, sex is a stress reliever, for women, sex requires stress relief. So before women can really unwind and even consider doing it, they need to be relieved of their stress and strain. Whereas men can be a ball of nerves and 
frustration. And if you can just give them a little booty, they will unwind completely and there will be peace in the world. So um, so for the most part, men can feel better when they're stressed if you can just give it up. And women um, really feel like they can't relax enough to have their orgasm and they need a little stress relief before they can get engaged. And one of my solutions for this when the women are wound up and have a busy brain and they're trying to calm down quickly is a blindfold. We've talked about blindfolds before. And uh, I will tell you that one of the quickest ways to sort of shut down the brain in a woman, besides giving her a glass of wine, is putting a blindfold on her uh, or whoever the stressed out party is. So, yes, sex can be a stress reliever uh, uh, for both parties because at the end of orgasm, our prolactin and dopamine are crazy high, and that gives a calming effect across the body. So, have sex to relieve your stress. Can't be that. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So the next question is, how do I get more comfortable with being naked in front of my mate? I make it a habit to always cover up. I've gotten fully dressed, but in the dark. Uh, uh, in the bed, I wonder why he never touches me. Okay. So this is – I almost. I, I think I wrote this question. No matter how confident you are in the bedroom with your or, or or with your function, if you don't like how something looks, or your boobs sag a little, or you got a little belly fat, or or you got some cellulite on the back of your thigh, or whatever, whatever your hang-up is. When you get older, older women worry when they're on top that when they lean in for a kiss that their face starts to sag a little bit and they look yeah, like yeah, an old yeah. scary witch, right? I mean, women really worry about this shit. And so um, what we really need to remember is it is our hang-up. Our lover is so thrilled when we're sitting on top and bouncing around up there and he's getting a full view of all the glory in front of him as well as feeling you on him. There is no better vision in his mind of what he sees. He does not see the sagging breast where the left one's a little smaller than the right and the asymmetry. He doesn't see a little bit of jiggly belly fat that's wigging around or the cottage cheese on our thighs. He sees sex and hot naked woman on him. They are like shallow <laughs> hell. I'm telling you, they are like shallow hell. And, uh, and if we can rehearse that in our mind, um, then we will enjoy our encounter better. Because when we're inhibited about how we're moving and being naked and trying to cover shit up all the time, we are destroying our own ability to have an orgasm. And I always – I'm back to the blindfold again, but here's a great way uh, to – so so – we don't like them looking at that bad part with the lights on fully, but they like the lights on fully. So if, again, if the girl has the blindfold on, then she can't see him looking at her. So he can get all the looks, and in her mind, he can't see her because she can't see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) that is a real big issue. Yeah, big issue with women, and it is our – this is our problem Across the board, men say, oh, when we're in sex, I just want to see it all. Every inch pleases me. So we we just, as women, have to stop self-criticizing. 
uh, and love and own what we got. Um, And I will tell you that the more that women uh, feel more seductive in the body that they have and just own it and move it like you own it, the guys totally love that. So you, when you start pointing out all your flaws, people see that shit. Patients come into me, and one of the first things they say is, oh, sorry, I didn't shave my legs. I would have never noticed you didn't shave your legs until you told me you didn't shave your legs. Now I notice. So don't point out things like that because most of the time people are not looking at that. All right, that said. Um, uh-huh. My lover constantly criticizes... Uh, about appearance and performance. I'm tired of it, and it really is a turnoff. My lover. Um, oh, so the lover is actually criticizing themselves about their appearance and their performance. So, again, this is about self-doubt and self-critique and overly critical self. The more negative you are about, oh, you know, my pussy's too wide, or, oh, you know, I'm not wet enough, or... Oh, you probably mm-hmm. think my breasts are too small. Believe me, he wasn't focusing on any of that. He was just happy to have a naked pussy next to him. And now you're bringing <laughs> up all these negative thoughts. So the more negative in the discussion, you bring everyone into that negative mood. So you must stop that. And in this case, the partner's saying, this is a turnoff. Let's, how do I help that? So Try and keep only positive messages flowing in the relationship and especially in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we got here? You know what I've noticed before we get to the next question? What I've noticed, because there's some women that I've seen that they have funny shapes, but they like yeah. dressing up and wearing makeup. And all women are not an hourglass, you know, shape. Right. But they right. work that square body or upside down pair, whatever, they work it and you see the beauty that they're pushing off and you may have said, well, they're kind of funny shape, but you see, or they may have this interesting looking face, but they're attractive. They're attractive because they present attractiveness. So when you say that, you know, it's confident. If I own this body, it doesn't matter. Right. Either matter. either if you don't like it, do something about it. But if you can't do something about it, something you're born with, it's just you're stuck with it, own it and go, well, this is what's unique to me, And but let me show you what I can do with this. Okay. Uh, so you redirect. to so And, you know, there's other things like, you know, let's say somebody's had a baby and they have loose skin in their belly. Um, you know, so wear a sexy lingerie or a corset that's tight on the belly. But present the stuff that's hot, like your boobs sticking out the top or your butt. So, you know, if you're trying, you can camouflage, but don't put a pair of sweats on and, like, you know, cut out the crotch and let them poke in the hole, you know. You want to show your assets that you like and, and, and cami the ones that you don't like with something sexy. So, you know, if you're really hung up on a scar or let's say you're a mastectomy patient, a breast cancer survivor, and you've had a mastectomy, um, put a sexy bra on, and but then let the rest be seen, you know, show off your booty or whatever. So detract the vision from the part you're worried about and accentuate the other good parts because I'm sure there's a good part somewhere. 
Exactly. All right. Whether it's your lips, mm-hmm. your eyes, your fingers. Because it's amazing what men look at and they're, oh, I love your shoulders or I love your ankles or whatever. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And if you're having trouble, so, like, grasping what she's saying right now, think of a day, because we've had them, think of a day when you thought you were really cute and figure out, like, what was happening that day? What was I wearing? What was I, you know, what was it about that day that made me feel really confident? Because sometimes our confidence comes in flickers until we really embrace ourselves. And then, like, try to, you know, repeat that day over and over and over and over so that you always, you know, feel that way and give that off. And, you know, not to mention we're in holiday season where we always overconsume sugar and we get it as the as we eat sugar, our insulin shoots up and then it crashes and then it goes up with the next sugar and then it crashes. And this goes up and down maybe sometimes several times a day. And that makes us bitchy. And when we're bitchy, we're overly critical about ourselves and we feel bloated Mm -hmm. and we've eaten bad things. So we're constipated. So realize that just. That day that you felt really cute, you probably were able to poop good and you were eating clean and you were just, your body was feeling in the right rhythm and you exuded that in your appearance. So remember that your overall wellness involves how good you slept last night, how uh, you've been eating in the last few days, how you're feeling in general in life. So keep control of all those issues so that you can generally feel like that cute chick. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So this gal says, I'm a single woman, and I would like to really oh, yeah. be content and consistent in a relationship. But this is there's a stigma about women doing that and living that way. How do I boost my confidence and not give a damn and like the way that I do it? So I think this gal says, look, I, I like to be single. I just want to have a, a steady booty call and have good sex and People, of course, have a double standard on that, and they always, you know, while men can do it and be manly, when girls do it, there's lots of name-calling. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the most important thing is life is too short to give a damn about someone else's judgmental opinion about you. And it takes a lot of confidence to to accept that and 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 move about life, but some of the happiest people are people who say, you know what, this is just how I like it. A good example is women who are uh, very visual. 20% of women are very visual, and they love to watch porn. And um, they used to be hung up in relationships like, is this guy going to care whether I want to watch porn? Or, you know, does he think I'm, like, too weird? Who cares? You know, if that's what makes you a sexy girl, then do it. And um, because life is too short. You might... You can't please everybody, and maybe with your confidence, you'll turn someone else's disposition around and say, maybe you ought to try this because I'm having a hell of a good time, you know, doing this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. In, in, in any form of life, people like to judge. I can't tell you how many times I heard throughout my life, you don't have any children. No, I didn't want to have children. I really love to work. But you're an OBGYN doctor, and you deliver babies all the time, and you don't have any? No. I saw what that beast looks like coming out there, and I ain't looking like that down there. Now, so, but, but people judged that I was a woman, and I was an OBGYN, and therefore I should be, of all people, having babies. 
I didn't want any. So now at 53 and all my friends have their rotten kids still stuck in the house at 20, not, not launching. They're like, Hmm, maybe you were onto something. Maybe you had the right idea. (laughs) So, so people judge all the time. You just have to let be confident in how you think about yourself and, and, and do not let someone else's opinion, please consider others opinion and say, do I need to rethink this? But if you really are sure that you've given it a lot of thought, then enjoy the sex that you're having. One young girl wrote in my book, um, she was in her 20s, and she says, people say that if you have too many too, sex with too many people, you're a whore. She says, I say, enjoy the sex, use condoms, and keep the number to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And she's absolutely yeah. right. All right. Yeah, because so, we, we have uh, this, we do, we have this perception, we, we, and it messes up everything. It messes up everything because people, they don't want to tell you what could be considered a dirty little secret because of what you might think. And not that you need, right. it's none of your business anyway, leave it. But you you almost have, oh, you know, I had three kids, so I had sex at least three times is the number I'm working with, you know. <laughs> so it's like, like, wow. And then if I tell you about any escapade, it's brought up later. So, it, yeah, if you want to freely enjoy living this kind of life. I could have wrote this question, Dr. Willahan. I was like, wow, I just want a consistent <laughs> sexual relationship, and I just want to be free to do it. Because, you know, then you're held up by religion. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sinning. and I'm, Yeah, okay, so you date somebody a really long time and you're having sex with that one person. Does that make you less of a sinner? You know, so all of these stigmas that are around it and, and women should wait. And, and men can go out here and, you know, have sex with whoever. Well, who are they having sex with? Somebody, you know. Right. So women, right. To, to be able to embrace that, that freedom, to be able to make their own decision of what they do with their bodies should be okay. But we have a society around us that could prevent a little bit of a challenge to do that. Right. It's none of their business. And I see women, especially older women in my practice in their 60s and 70s that are really healthy and active whose spouse has died and their vagina is drying up like a desert in there. And I'm like, why aren't you using this? Well, I'm not married. Okay. Is there, you know, are you still sticking to that? And and they actually sort of tell me how sad they are, how they miss intimacy and they miss the touch. And then I sort of permission give and I say, you know what, We're, we could go to hell for a lot of things, but I think for you seeking a lover that you're intimate with that will make you a happy woman, I don't think you're going to go for that. I, you know, I just don't think that's going to take you all the way down there. And, you know, it's like I give them permission. Like somehow I've got the word from above that it's okay. And the patient goes out and finds a nice boyfriend and has a wonderful sexual relationship and it just makes her bloom. She is a completely different, youthful-looking woman the next time I see her, all because we need that touch and we need the brain to feel those chemicals moving around that when we have sexual excitement. We need that. And so, you know, I say whatever the relationship situation, while you're always trying to achieve the right relationship – don't go without the sex if you're capable of having a healthy sexual relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. I agree. You're normal. Sex for all. Give them permission. That's right. All right. All right. <laughs> so next? let's see. N- next one. I've been in a committed relationship with a gentleman who ha- has some physical limitations. Now, that doesn't really say erectile, you know, genital, physical, like erectile dysfunction or like a bad hip. Uh, well, although can we can still you, perform I- sexually. 
Go ahead. Yeah, I can tell you for this one because this was one that was shared with me. This person has um, some um, trouble in the back and pelvic area. Some things have either been fractured okay, so or damaged. Okay, musculoskeletal. Okay, not not boner problems. Right. All right. So he can perform sexually, uh, but he has pain. With that said, I am not satisfied sexually, and it's beginning to be a problem. Uh, I don't want to go outside the relationship, but but I can leave altogether if I have to. Uh, I don't want to do that, but I need to get satisfied. If nothing changes, i got to go kind of thing. Okay, so first of all, don't stay in a relationship because you feel sorry for the guy with physical changes. You're going to run into people your entire life that have a bad knee or a bad hip or a bad back or something happens that limits their ability to please you. You must, while it's it's important to be considerate of others, you must all, always be most concentrating on what's good for you. If your partner doesn't satisfy you sexually, have a conversation. This is what I like. I like when I use a vibrator on my clitoris and you're licking me or your penis is right here. This is how I like it. He may just not know how to satisfy you. He may have never met anybody like you. So give him a chance and tell him how you like it. He is not a mind reader. It might make his back better if you make it easier by telling him how to please you because then he can move around a little better. The other thing is you can both learn together positions that are easier on the back for him. Uh, for instance, let's say he has a bad back and he can't like bend over you because it, it it hurts. He gets pain in the, down his leg or something. Well, then he'd be better on the bottom and she straddle him and be on top uh, or using other pieces of furniture. So first tell your lover how to satisfy you. Make sure you're getting your orgasm because your lover is doing it right. If your lover can never learn how to do you right, it's the wrong partner. Um, not there are many people with physical limitations. I had a patient in here with a walker and her orthopedic shoes uh, within the last month, and she had a new boyfriend, and she couldn't wait to to, ah. to have sex. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. And uh, she was 82, by the way. Um, she was so excited. I'm hoping she'll take the shoes off for sex. Yeah. Um, but But you know what? He probably doesn't care because he's probably so happy to get a chick naked at his age. That um, I asked, could he get a boner? She said, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. And I said, any any idea? And she was, but I think he can because when he was hugging me, I think I could feel it through his clothes. And I was like, well, uh, that's a very good sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so There's hope. Um, mm-hmm. There is always hope. So please have the discussion with your lover. Tell them what you like. If they cannot learn that, then I think it's reasonable to move on. But also be aware of some of the different positions that we can use and techniques to help somebody with different ailing body parts. We have people who are quadriplegics that we teach different positioning on how to enjoy sex. So that's a pretty common one, especially with aging. Um, The passion is gone from my marriage. However, I don't want to lose the financial security. Help! I cannot make myself want him anymore, but I do not want to lose the comfortable life he provides. And I do want sex, just not with him. Well, this one is sounds like everyday life in West Palm Beach. Uh, I can't tell you how many. Oh, yeah. 
how many of my ladies stay in a marriage because the guy or gal has a lot of money and they don't want to leave the comfortable lifestyle. Now, granted, if you've been married more than 10 years in our state, you get half, but some think half isn't enough. It is amazing to me how many people stay in a bad relationship because the money is good. I I, wow. I just I, I you know uh, but maybe I've never been in that position to to need it I, I you know but you, you can't I think you should not be cheating on your guy to get sex with somebody else to stay in his house and have a a comfortable relationship or vice versa sometimes it's the dude cheating and the woman's the rich one so it, I think it's not fair to the lover to use their money and their place and then go out and get your servicing elsewhere. But people do it all the time. Probably not the right thing to do. So uh, that's a comp- that you, you got to decide, but use some of that money. If he's got big money and go get sex counseling and figure out if we can help you want him again, because you wanted him at one point, unless you only ever wanted him for his money, for his wallet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or she, you know, whichever way it's going. So you wanted either you really loved that lover at some point and everything was good, and now it's just been too long and you can't stand him anymore, but the money's good. Or you never liked him, you just always love the money. If, that, if it's the latter, there's no hope. You just should be breaking loose. If If you thought that person was sexy at some time, then get with sex therapy and let's figure out how to find that sexy again. I think that's possible. Mm-hmm. Now, I know our time is winding up. Do we want to save those other two questions, a couple of questions for next month? Yeah. Yep. We had three more questions, but we can use it for next time because these were all good ones. All right. That's what we'll do. Dr. Willahan, thank you so much. And before you go, let people know how they can get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said. Right, so they can call toll-free at 888-569-3374, or they can go to uh, www.bestsexualadvice.com or kissandtellbook.com. Any of those are ways to reach me, and we'll try and make it better in the bedroom for you. All right, thank you so much. Until next time. All right, honey. Colors of heaven today, the best 
Never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you, it may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality, because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs, but they keep getting up to do it. 
wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is, what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it. To work day and night for To give up your time, your peace, and your sleep If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on each. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. 
bad news travels fast, is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.